This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, gotta go fast! Cue the music! Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always are my good buddies, the Destructo Bros. What's up, it's Nate. That's no good. It's me, Willie. <laughs> what have you boys been up to since we last spoke? Clipping the waveform the first time I talk on the episode proper, ooh, apparently. Ooh. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. That's easy to fix. So let's start. Uh, we'll go counterclockwise. So I'm going to go Willie. What you been up to the past two weeks, bud? Oh, no, I had some stuff, and I forgot what it was. Um, I guess it couldn't have been all that exciting. Um, uh, my birthday was, like, right before the last episode, and uh, one of the things I got for my birthday was uh, Paul Corn got me a subscription to Dropout, which was a, co- a College Humor standalone uh, pro- streaming. Uh, streaming service. They have a lot of their own, yeah, their own, like, in, uh like original pro- I couldn't remember the phrase indiv- original programming. I kept wanting to say individual. <laughs> but so I've been watching some stuff on that. Uh, I got to watch all of Cartoon Hell, which was like a Drawfee spinoff where they animated the whole thing like start to finish. And they had like a little gimmick that they're drawing cartoons in hell and stuff, trying to make the perfect cartoon so they can get out. Very kind of mystery science theater, but if it was a dumb cartoon. And Weird Al Yankovic did the theme song, which is kind of weird That's to me. Because awesome. no one told me that. <laughs> yeah. And then now I'm starting to watch uh, Dimension 20 Tiny Heist, which is uh, an RPG session that has Brennan Lee Mulligan as the DM and the McElroy brothers playing. I've only heard like them play with each other. I've never heard them. Well, I think they did one thing where they let someone else DM on like a bonus episode. I already can't remember who. I got a Tiny Heist for you right here. Yeah, I'm not too far into it yet, but it's very, it's been very charming. It's like a mini series too. Like I think the first episode that's free on YouTube, so it's worth checking out. Oh yeah. <coughs> oh man, what about you? I think. Or do you got anything else, bud? I was just gonna say I oh. think that's it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What about you, uh, Nate? Jesus, I'm looking at Willie and said Willie. I'm like, oh, Nate, Nate. What about you? See, change You're the both order. In red. You got everything all confused, Dalton. I know. <laughs> so I've been. I finally finished Chrono Trigger for the first time ever. So I've been playing that on and off for the last couple of months, and I finished it last week, finally. And, man, it's a great game. It is definitely probably now my favorite uh, RPG from the Super Nintendo, now that I've completed it. That's high praise. Yeah, it's it's a really good game. If you haven't played it, you should. If you like the 16-bit RPGs. (laughs) Um, Are you planning to go back and do New Game Plus and pick up a couple of other endings? I'll probably wait on it a little bit, though, because I've just got to bunch of other games jumping out at me that i want to play now um because like after i'd finished yeah. playing chrono trigger i'd planned on jumping right into persona 5 royal but but then he never right. saw it coming in <laughs> but i didn't realize that um dragon quest treasures had come out back in december if i listened to the jrpg report shout out to the jrpg report i might have known that but <laughs> I just was looking up some stuff on the internet, saw that it came out, I was like, wait, what? And then I saw there was a free demo on the Switch, and I finished that within, like, two hours. I was like, crap, I have to go buy this game now, because I want to <laughs> finish it. 
<laughs> I, hold on. I have to interject. It was really funny in the host chat because it was like, well, just finished the demo. Man, I'm going to have to buy this game or something. I don't know. And then like an hour later, maybe two hours later, it's just this picture of the game in Nate's hand. He's like, well. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, there you go. So a picture of his steering That's wheel right. with uh, the game in, bounced on the wheel and then a, a slime plushie no, balanced Kirby. on top of the Kirby. wheel itself. Oh, it was Kirby. And That's right. You had the slime plushie. No, it was Kirby. And, like, you had no way of knowing this, but that's totally a thing in the factory sealed uh, group community on Facebook is when you get, when you buy a new game, you have to do a steering wheel pick. Oh, really? Yeah. And <laughs> wow. I've seen people like cram a box with a PS, like a big PS5 box and stuff and like <laughs> angle it in there so you can still somewhat see their steering wheel. <laughs> Take a picture of it just to show it off. Nice. Yeah. Cause it's a Switch exclusive. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and grab this. And so I've been playing that nonstop, and it's been a really fun game. It's just like, it gives you the ability to, like, you're playing as Eric and his sister Mia from Dragon Quest Eleven as kids, basically doing treasure hunt stuff. And you build a party with monsters from the Dragon Quest series, which is something that I've never played Dragon Quest Monster series, but I've always wanted to have a team of Dragon Quest monsters. So this is, like, really filling that itch of having a slime and a Drackey on your team just helping you find these treasures. It's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's definitely skewed at a younger age group, but I like cutesy shit, so that works out fine for me. On this week's Yazpod, one of the questions we got was about crossovers that we wish would happen, and I just I just thought of one that would be fantastic. Dude, Dragon Quest crossover with Monster Rancher. Ooh. So you raise Dragon Quest monsters yeah. and then like go and fight them against other Dragon Quest monsters, and it's like, that would be super cool. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, so like, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I think I've put about 20 hours into it since the four or five days that I've owned it. So I don't think it's going to last me a whole heck of a lot longer. But like, I don't know, man. Just going from one Akira Toriyama des- character design game to another just felt like the thing to do. <laughs> like, I love his stuff so much. Like, I've already started debating, like, am I going to play Dragon Quest Eight after I finish this? I might, but I need to dive into Persona at some point. I was like, man, I'm on the biggest Akira Akira Toriyama trip. I can't talk. The biggest Akira Toriyama kick that doesn't involve Dragon Ball. Should I start watching Dragon Ball? It could involve. I I was just about to say, like, (laughs) hearing you say this is making me feel. Less and less bad about throwing Dragon Ball Z games at you. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He'll at least enjoy the way it looks. Oh, dude, I love Akira Toriyami's art style. So, like, you can throw those at me. Like, and I've watched, like, on, of course, on Toonami, I watch Dragon Ball Z every week. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I figure you, that's one of those things you could find Dragon Ball Kai. Just pick back up at the Cell games because that's probably about where you left off. And so where do you watch Dragon Ball it? stuff? Do you have to have like a Funimation account to watch all those now? Or are they on some streaming service? Um, I believe that Funim- like Funimation and Crunchyroll merged mm-hmm. a while back. And I don't know if it still does, but Crunchyroll at least had a free mode where you could mm-hmm. just watch ad supported. Y- you so. boys got you, dude. Okay. Slide my DMs, though. Oh, no. Am I going to become one of these people? One of the anime folks <laughs> in town? Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can join in in the conversation. I, uh, but If I watch anything, it'll be Dragon Ball. Come join JoJo, us. We yeah. have JoJo's. I, I know that uh, DBZ Kakarot, um, the game, like is, an R- is like an RPG-esque style game where you play as Goku, and you play through the storyline of Dragon Ball Z. <clears throat> Is that the Game Boy Advance game? No, no, no. This is like, this just came out recently. DBZ. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember hearing um, about that one. But then I also have Dragon Ball Z 
or Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which those games are fun. And then I also, and please tell me how to fucking pronounce this game. I call it Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Is it just Fighters? It is just Fighters. <laughs> it is just Fighters. I always thought it was Fighter Z too. <laughs> Dude, Fighter Z sounds so it, much it better. It looks like it should be Fighter Fighters. Z. What are they, the Hardy Boys? <laughs> It's, it's actually Fighter Z. Oh, holy shit. An anime 2D fighter, but with wrestlers. <laughs> and they're just, it's just super over the top, and they're just animated like they would be. That would be fucking fire. You imagine? I, now, now I'm just wanting to see like Saturday Night Slam Masters revived with nice. Guilty Gear graphics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Guilty Gear, you guys have been a, you guys played a little bit of that recently. Um, mm-hmm. Before I get into like what I've been doing and stuff. I, so I've dabbled in Guilty Gear. I'm not going to lie. I'm not great at it, but it's probably one of those like King of Fighters where I just need to put in time and learn a character. Hmm. But I'm, I'm curious, like, what were your thoughts on playing Guilty Gear? Soundtrack's fire. It is. Soundtrack, Soundtrack's are great. Fire. Like, it's, it's a really fun game. It's like one that it's enough like Street Fighter in a way that you can get in and start knowing how to do a few things. But I feel like there is a bigger learning curve like i like how the game has um difficulty ratings for each of the characters like it's like this character is very hard to learn and of course that's the one willie plays as so. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is uh, i feel like it's not just me picking a bad character i feel like my brain's gotten poisoned by platform <laughs> fighters too like i feel like you play platform like there's a huge difference in philosophy between traditional fighters and platform fighters when you're losing the match especially because when you're losing in a platform fighter, you want to hit and run. You want to try to just make your opponent make a mistake. Whereas in a traditional fighter, if you're losing, that means your opponent can run away and stuff and you'll just lose the match. So you have to start taking the advantage. And like, I haven't really uh, been adjusting my game when I've been getting my ass. Well, I have so stupid I just brain, though. I just always try to kill people no matter what. I'm just <laughs> hyper aggressive in fighting yeah. games of any sort. <laughs> Guilt. That's the problem. I need to get like a, get a breath, and I, I don't have any uh, techniques to do that yet. <laughs> Guilty Gear, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the series that some of the characters are like based on metal singers, aren't they? They're, like in there, dude. They definitely are named after them. There's like characters named stuff like Testament yeah, you know, like, and shit like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I wasn't going crazy because in my uh, head, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, but was it a different series? Yeah. It's a really fun game. No, that's right. Like I, we need to dive in a little bit more on that when we can. Get our game brains back together. Absolutely. We haven't been doing a lot of uh, multiplayer gaming lately, me and Willie. I've been keeping a weird schedule recently. Uh, I was bummed because my car... That was the other thing I want to talk about. My car wasn't... Well, it wasn't that it was broken. It was that it was doing something weird and I didn't want to drive extensively. Because it was making a weird noise that sounded like... It, so it sounded like there was something in the glove box rattling. That cleaned out the glove box and everything in it. And it still was making that noise. So I put it back and just haven't been using it much. And then I noticed that it, get, it got like... A little louder when I went faster, but when I was at a neutral speed, it didn't make any sound. So I just kind of drove it around a little bit more to see what would happen. And I hit like 45 and the noise just completely huh. stopped. And I think whatever was happening was I think that there maybe was actually the glove box and there was just something like maybe in like the actual screws that, you know, the the, mecha- the mechanism that raises and lowers it that was loose. I think that got shook out or whatever because it immediately stopped making noise when I hit 45 and just Weird. never made noise again. Today it didn't okay. make any noise either. So I was worried that there was something structurally wrong with the car and I was like looking for problems and not driving it any further than the gas station down the road to get a Coke or whatever. But it seems like it's back on. So now I'm going to wake up normal hours to start going back to, you know do yeah. delivery <laughs> nice. shifts again. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to bring up, and Jeremy is very happy about this. I've been DMing him about it as I started watching The Last of Us on HBO. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Jeremy's happy to have a buddy to talk about that with now. The villain himself. Uh, the villain. <laughs> but, it, dude, that show's really good, and highly, but highly depressing. So you have to make sure that you are not in an emotionally fragile state when you watch that show. Otherwise, it completely wreck you. Like, the third episode of that show was, like, completely unexpected. It was, like, honestly, the, one of the most beautiful love stories I've seen on television in a long time. But also super depressing. <laughs> but it was, like... I was like, that was incredible. Like, it had Nick Offerman was, like, kind of, like, the lead character in this playing um, a guy who was basically a doomsday prepper who, in one of his holes, actually Survivor ended up in there and he ended up falling in love with him and all this stuff. And these two ended up living together for the rest of their lives in this doomsday hell for, like, 20 years together. And it was just really sweet and nice and, like... Yeah. Not the kind of role I expect Nick Offerman in, other than the Doomsday Prepper totally makes sense for him, but the whole <laughs> sen- sen- sensitive lover to another man, I was not expecting that from Nick Offerman. <laughs> <laughs> right, because you, you picture him as Ron Swanson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was really good. Like I recommend the show, but don't watch it if you're feeling emotionally fragile. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait a while then. Because episode five also kind of wrecked me a little bit, too. <laughs> I uh, that's one that Jeremy keeps like hounding me to. You guys need to play The Last of Us, especially now that's coming out on PC for the remaster. You just, you guys need to play The Last of Us. I'll be on it. I'll hack. I'll hack the show. I'll hack the show again, like I did with Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> and I'm like, Jeremy, you you can't just do that willy nilly. <laughs> and he's like, Yes, I can. And I'm like, You really are a villain, <laughs> motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, man, I'm glad you're enjoying it though. Like, it's been getting like resounding good reviews, and I'm I'm glad that it's kind of shifted. Like the the thought, like back in the day when something was coming out and it was video game related, but it was like a movie or a show, people were like, "This is gonna suck." Now it's at least a fifty fifty. Yeah, because like you have <laughs> things that have come out that people have really enjoyed, like Sonic and The Witcher, and now The Last of Us. Like video games media has kind of turned that corner a little bit. I feel like, yeah. The trick is that anime has picked up that blood <laughs> sin. Why are they trying to make live action out of those animes, though? It's just a bad idea, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and they just keep doing it. Well, the trick is you barely try to do anything with the anime for the most part. So, uh, um, God damn, there was one other thing I was going to bring up about The Last of Us. No, I can't remember what it was. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to bring up, man? I'm good. That's me. Word. All right, boys, over the past two weeks, let me tell you, I have seen some shit. So, um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to get this out there in the ether because I think like talking about it will make me feel better about it. So, last Friday, I get off work. Um, I went home or I went and got some gas, went and uh, was driving these dirt roads back behind the gas station. So, like, the way that it is in the middle of the town, is there's like these like small little narrow dirt roads that just run behind like the gas station and then behind some other houses and then it goes to this road that I turn left on and I take that road to get to where I live right and I drove down the first road everything's fine I go across step <coughs> excuse me, step sign the stop sign go down the next road what are we doing, <laughs> doing step, step sign, sign? <laughs> oh no step sign I'm stuck <laughs> <laughs> um so as I'm going down the second one. I'm doing like 15, 20. I mean, I'm not going super fast. This dude just comes walking out in front of me wearing like a black hoodie pulled up. White. I, I, all I know about this dude is a white guy in a hoodie, right? 
<clears throat> and he like just walked out and I was just like, oh shit, slammed on my brakes. So it was like skirted on the little rocks and sand and stuff. And I leaned out. I always drive with my window down. So I leaned out my window and I was like, hey, dude, sorry, I didn't see you there. Are you all right? Like, we good? You good? And like before that last, you good, finished coming out of my mouth. This motherfucker reached for his waistband and pulled out a pistol and pointed it straight in my face and told me, you better be glad I'm in a good fucking mood tonight. And then he just like kept walking by me, pointing the pistol at me. And then as he got away from me, he like put it back and then just kept walking. Now, I want to say first and foremost, that shit about like life flashing before your eyes when you think you're about to die. Totally true. Happens. And I won't get into like <clears throat> what I like what it was and all of that because that would take a very long time. But um, a moment, the moment like that really uh, put into perspective a few things that really matter most, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah. dude, I <laughs> I went into a manic freak at fucking freak out when I went home. Like uh, ended up like I like I wrote a friend of mine and just talked their ear off. Um, I wrote a bunch of shit to Megan that was just me being manic and like because that was the first thing I did when I got home was I called her because like even though we have backed things off like she's my safe space she's still my best friend you know what I mean we still have that best friendship between us so I called her and talked to her just to like try to calm me down and then uh, later on that night after she had gone to bed wheels start spinning and depression and anxiety don't fuck around when you're when you're already in a in a fucked up mood. So it was just like boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, I'm freaking the yeah. fuck out. So I'm just sending message after message after message to just trying to calm myself down while talking it out. You know what I mean? And uh, so that was a lot to deal with. And then the next day, the next day was even rougher. Um, but progressively, as it's gone on. It, it's been getting easier day by day to deal with it and like <laughs> my friend kelsey and my friend brandy both were like why didn't you call the cops because i didn't call the cops and i said what am i going to tell them the white dude in a hoodie and it was a silver gun that's all i know <laughs> like i wasn't looking at homeboy's face i was staring at this fucking pistol like oh shit that's a fucking gun and uh yeah so that was that was a wild experience. I do not recommend. <laughs> would not would not wish on people. Not cool. Um <clears throat> other than that, dude, I've been being a wizard. I've been being a, a wizard. wizard. I've been uh, fucking around in some Hogwarts, flying around, doing some quests and stuff. Oh, a wizard, Harry. <laughs> I see what you mean. Um and it's cool, man, because it takes place way before any of the books and stuff. So it's like back in the 1800s. So like most of the characters are new, but some of the you recognize some of the last names and things like yeah. that. But uh, it's it's just a uh, I really like the flying in it. It's satisfying. It took me a minute to get used to the controls because they're a little different. Mm. But like once I got used to flying around, I was like, man, this is fun. Um, I don't know if it'll be like a game of the year for me yet because it, it just hasn't like wowed me. But it's a blast, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's really cool. Like I know neither of you are Harry Potter fans, but like it's very cool to be able to explore this castle that I've always wondered what it looked like on the inside. And they've flushed out the entire thing. So like they took their artistic liberties with making certain sp- you know things look the way they do, and, th- and it's just it's super cool. Yeah, how's it feel like overall? Kind of f- read a few things that say it kind of you know feels just like another open world game not too different from any other ones you might have experienced but it does have like its unique touches too so like how do you feel about it as far as 
comparing it to other open world games goes. It it very much reminds me of like The Witcher and um like Dragon Quest Inquisition, that kind of style of open world <clears throat> where Dragon um, Quest Inquisition? Did I say Dragon Quest Inquisition? <laughs> Oh, damn. Sure Dragon did. Age Inquisition. <laughs> I was like, I'll play Dragon Quest Inquisition. Let's go. <laughs> that sounds kind of dark for a Dragon Quest game. <laughs> you remember that scene from Graveyard Keeper where they were burning? <laughs> um, uh, quickly, speaking of Graveyard Keeper, still, what the fuck? But anyway... Um, but yeah, I mean, it reminds me of that as far as like going up and talking to people and getting your side quests and stuff. And I've almost gotten all the spells that are available. Um, I don't know exactly how far I am into the game, but it seems like that there's a good amount left. And like I said, it's not going to be like, oh, this is the new fucking standard for open world gaming. That is not what it is. Yeah. But if you're a fan of that series, you know, growing up reading them and stuff, and you've always been like, I just want you just want to explore that and just see what it would be like to walk around in there. Yeah that it will give you that in droves cool that's definitely a world a lot of people grew up with so i could see the the big allure not being whether it's a good game but whether it feels right yeah. exploring it as a place and yeah. letting you feel like yeah. you're living in it and and one thing i will say i thought was cool is that like there's this thing called wizardingworld.com uh, it's like a fan club style thing and when you join it you can uh be sorted based on questions that you answer and then you can uh, get like what kind of wand that you would use and what your patronus is mm-hmm. Well, you can link the game to your Wizarding World account. And then, like, so when I went into oh, the game, neat. it gave me, it put me in Slytherin because that's what I got <laughs> from uh, Wizarding World. Um, yeah. Basically, because... I remember I did the Wizarding a- World stuff back in the day, too. Back before the... Whatever, I'm not going to get onto the yeah. political side of it that it makes me yeah. better. Yeah. But <laughs> I didn't but mind back before in the day. Before we realized and, she's a cunt. And yeah. I loved the... Um, house and Patronus it gave me. I don't remember the wand because who really cares about the wand? <laughs> uh, I know I did the Pottermore thing at one point. I also I don't remember anything but the house. I was but I did a Ravenclaw and my Patronus was a bat. Nice. A bat. That's right? really good for you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I totally see that. That that's that's I'm, 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 that that seems completely right. Like, I feel you're like you would be like um, kind of like if. If they were astrological signs, this is going to get really lame, but you, you would be like Ravenclaw on the cusp of both Hufflepuff yeah, and Gryffindor. I, <laughs> I think I'm kind of a Slytherin with a slice of Ravenclaw flavor. To... <laughs> it's so <laughs> lame. I'm trying to look and see real quick what my Patronus was, because like I, I got put into Slytherin. I think my Patronus was a fucking hummingbird. That's that's a funny yeah. one. I like that. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, like Slytherin, that. my Patronus is a hummingbird, and my wand is ash with a dragon heart string. So if I remember correctly, Kayla, my wife, hers, was she's a she's a full-blown Hufflepuff for sure. And then so was Megan. her Patronus was a dolphin. <laughs> nice. Oh, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like that, from what I know of her, that makes a lot of sense. But I just thought it was uh, that was just a cool little thing that they added that you could link that, and then they would give you. So like when I went to the wand shop, I didn't have to answer questions. They were like, well, "Let's pick the wand that most suits you." And then it played out like it did in the movie, where like your character tries a couple wands and they fuck up, and then you find the one. That's a really and it's cool your touch, one from actually. the Wizarding World thing. I like that. And I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. Um, also been putting in some time in. 2K22, of course. WWE. Before I uh, get 2K23 and uninstall 2K22, <laughs> that's gonna feel like the end of an era for you because you finally were happy with a, w- a WWE game for the first time in a long time. 
Yeah. Oh, I promise. Two K twenty three comes out and it's a pile of shit. I'll be inst- I'll be installing two K twenty two again because it's a good game. Um, but I've been doing GM mode and uh, having fun with that. Um, I hope I. They said that they're flushing it out more in the next one, and I am glad to hear that yeah. because I, I appreciate that they put GM mode in two K twenty two. But now playing a full season of it, I'm like, there could be more to this. I feel like it would be cool if they. I, I know that the the current thrust of the my GM mode is that it's like a single season or whatever. But I really would love if they had like a yeah. forever mode, yeah. like a like universe mode is just with GM mode. They could literally yeah. just like have universe mode and then make GM mode the same goddamn thing just with a couple mechanics and it'd be perfect. <laughs> but you know what do I know? I'm just cashier. <laughs> My buddy Wes, when we used to work together doing property preservation, he would always like go on some spiel about something he was right about, and he'd go, what do I know? I'm just a dope man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a little pot on the side. But he's always like, what do I know? I'm just a dope man. That's funny. <laughs> That's, That's dope, dope, man. man. Uh, let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to say that I've been playing, and I'm trying to think of what it was. I need to look through my recents. I picked up some games. Shocker to everyone I know. What Dalton Don't picking please. up video games to keep increasing his ever-growing backlog for the Steam Machine podcast? Never. Oh, we got to play the new Jackbox Party Pack last. Oh week. yeah, there was a new that Party Pack that came out recently. Nine, I believe. Ooh, number nine. What's, yeah. uh, what's in that? Anything good? Well, the most obvious thing is it's got a new uh, version of Fibbage that includes both the default game and a sequel to Fibbage About You. And they're both combined in one package, so you don't have to get them separately, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. um, there was uh, there was one game where it gives you, like, antique relics, and you have to kind of make up facts about them and, like, try to sell it to everyone. It's kind of a comedy improv game, and I think that one was probably mm-hmm. the one I had the most fun with, because it's just, you have so much opportunity to be creative with it, but it's... Like, it's a little bit more open-ended than a lot of yeah. the other creative games. Well. Um, oh, there was one other one that I really liked, I, I, too. And then the other ones were pretty cool, but we didn't quite get... Like, I liked the uh, the uh, reality TV one, where if you... My favorite part of that was... It, it has, it's basically like a Big Brother type thing where you get voted out and stuff. But if you do get voted out, like, it, it, if your name is Icebrand, like mine is in the game, then a dude that looks like Icebrand but with a mustache on called Acebrand will show up and join the house <laughs> the next turn. But you have, like, a different character role and stuff. And it, it was nice. a pretty fun game. Well, I'll... Uh... I'll be off this Thursday, so maybe I can swing swing them by Game Buds and checking nice. that out. Yeah, the um, one that you were talking about with the cool. um, Antiques Roadshow kind of feel was Junktopia. Um, Junktopia. There was one I missed for the game they played of. was called Nonsensory. Oh, Nonsensory was, uh, it was kind of a guessing game where uh, it gives you a weird question like, uh, draw something that is a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10 where 1 is a rabbit and 10 is a dolphin and then everyone else tries to guess what the number you were trying to draw <laughs> yeah, was. I got to watch part of that. The um, reality TV one, Big Brother, was called Rumoring and then the last one that wasn't Fibbage was called Quicksort which was an interesting team based one where you had to kind of like put things in order. So they had stuff like planetary distance from the sun where it would ask you like the planets which that's an easy example but some of them were insane like which one of these pictures was taken first it was like historic pictures like ollie versus liston and just uh the uh marilyn monroe skirt picture like things like that and you had to try to put them in order of when they happened it was like really difficult some of them and some of them were decoys and we had an issue where uh 
you take turns picking with your team, but we had one player with network issues, and so they had trouble with uh, getting any yeah. inputs in into the game, and it caused some issues too. So it's definitely not one where if every you'd want to play that fully. We don't know fully local, like. but at least with everybody having good internet connections. <laughs> Fair enough. At um, least a willy like level internet connection. <laughs> That, that's I don't know I I still was probably I would have felt weird if mine went down yeah. it, it it does a lot so so let me look up the Japanese name of this game really quick and then uh, that I got <clears throat> because the regular name's not nearly as cool as the Japanese <laughs> game as happens so often tough enough what was that that what was that tough enough was called something like dead dance in Japan was that it the Super Nintendo and Ted Pod covered it like uh, twenty or thirty remember, episodes ago. It was one of those crummy beat 'em ups that's on the Switch Online, or maybe fighting games <laughs> that feel like beat 'em ups, uh, or beat 'em ups with a really bad fighting game installed into them, like um, Double Dragon back in the day. <laughs> oh, I was actually just watching Matt McMuscles has a recent video on Drag- Double <clears throat> Dragon Five, which was a Super Nintendo game that was just a fighting game, because what they didn't tell you based on the cover was it wasn't based. It isn't an actual sequel to Double Dragon. It was based Ooh. on the cartoon show. So it doesn't even have, like, no, a Bobo and stuff the in point? it. Yeah. None. It was terrible. It didn't quite win the award for the worst fighting game, but it was a pretty bad one. So, the Japanese name for this game is... <clears throat> Sinran Ninin Tyson Neptune Sojo Tachi no Kyoen. Right? Okay, sure. Here's what it is in English. Neptunia x Sinran Kagura Ninja Wars. Oh, nice. A new Neptunia game. Well, it's a... <clears throat> Kind of, it's a uh, it's a crossover between Neptunia and Sinran Kagura. Okay, and it's like a uh, from what I I think it's like a, a Warriors style game. You know what I mean? Just hack and slash and a bunch of enemies and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but of course, with when Sinran Kagura comes, jiggle physics. <laughs> but that'll, I think they toned them down because, like, despite the way Neptunia can seem sometimes, like that game was created and it is headed by a woman who is like, I wanted an RPG where all of the leads are females and. You know, so <clears throat> I, I say that because sometimes they make some fucking jokes where you really wouldn't think that that's the case, but it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got that and I've been wanting to check that out. Um, I also got Death and Request. Basically, there was a sale for uh, NI, or not NIS America, Jesus Christ. Um, well, there was an NIS America sale. I'll get to that in a second, too. But um, I got uh, was Idea Factory, Compile Hearts. So it's like Death and Request, um, Mary Skelter Nightmares. Um, I got uh, Mega Dimension Neptunia V V2R, which is the updated version of V2. Um, and then <clears throat> I didn't get this one recently, but this is another one of those games from those people. And I find the concept interesting. The game Trillion. Have we ever talked about Trillion? Uh, it's the one where there's like a single boss with a trillion yeah, hit points, there's just, right? There's one boss that you're trying to beat and he has a trillion hit points <laughs> and you're trying to get your team good enough to beat him, <laughs> which is just cool. But uh also, there was an NIS America sale. Um, so oh, I was about to say, wait a minute. No, I mean, Nippon Ichi Software. But yeah, that's NIS. <laughs> uh, and I got a couple of Disgaea games. Nice. Like I got this Disgaea 5, nice. um, which is tremendous. The whole fun thing about Disgaea is, is if, like, if you like RPGs with n- numbers that just keep going up, where eventually you're hitting for like millions of damage, Disgaea is the game for you. <laughs> If you think 9999 is a fake number, you would like Disgaea. 
Yeah, because this guy, you could put out nine, 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 nine damage or whatever the fuck. It's insane. You started to sound like a German protest. Nine, 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 nine. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, then, boys, you about ready to dive into some, quickly dive into some fast-paced action combat, not really, of Sonic Generations? Yeah, you got that O-dubs ready for us, my guy? I do, my good sir. Now, who made this game? I don't know if I've heard of them. So Nice the Hedge Pig, shout out Factory Sealed, Generations is a 2011 platform game developed by Sonic Team and post and posted, it was posted, and published <laughs> by Sega for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Windows, and Nintendo 3DS. Produced in commemoration of the 20th anniversary of the Sonic the Hedgehog series, the game follows Sonic and his sidekick Tails as they form an alliance with their modern selves. Dude, I literally almost read that as modern slaves. <laughs> Mod- modern selves. It features two gameplay styles. Classic, which plays as a side-scrolling perspective like that of the original Sega Genesis Sonic games, and modern 3D levels similar to those in Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Colors. I didn't realize Sonic Colors came out before Generations. Interesting. Um, yeah, it says the game received positive reviews from critics and was a commercial success, selling 1.85 million copies in May 2012, or by May 2012. Um, reviewers found the visuals, audios, and gameplay to be highlights and called it a good tribute to the franchise, though it also received criticism mostly for its occasional frame rate and control problems. Though, and I know, Nate, you wanted to bring up the differences in them, or at least talk about it, but it says the reception to the 3DS version was mixed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Nate, this was your choice. So, I'm curious. What made you pick this? Feels like that's a dumb question, but like I'm going to ask you anyway. And uh, ha- had you ever played this before? And if not, what was your first impression of it? Yeah, so, um, obviously wanted to pick this because I wanted to... I have not ever played this before. Start there. And... This is supposed to be the best Sonic game that I have never played. So it kind of made a big impression that this was one that I wanted to get out there. And we haven't ever done a game in this series for the show before, so it seemed like a good time to do it. Um, first impression, it really hits you hard in the beginning with the um, puts you right into Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1 and oh, yeah. lets you just go. And I think starting off, I was really enjoying the game a whole hell of a lot. It had a cute intro cutscene with the gang all together celebrating Sonic's anniversary by eating chili dogs and stuff just like references upon references because this is what this game is supposed to be is references upon references to the other Sonic games and then bad stuff happens and they get all pulled into another dimension from Sonic's party so I I started starting the game and just it felt good. Like the 2D section starts you off in, and the 3D section starts you out in Green Hill Zone. Both felt really good to me. All right. And what about you, Will? Um, so I had played the game very briefly before. I actually owned it for PS3, but I don't have access to my PS3 anymore. Like I said, I don't have a controller for it. But um, I only really played the first level of it because I had a bunch of other games when I, when I got the system. I got a bunch of games with it. So I played the first level and basically completely forgot everything except it was classic sonic doing green hill zone so i got back into it and was like oh this the first thing i really felt like i noticed was just this game like sonic games have this history of either feeling like a sonic game or completely not feeling like a sonic game and i think that this one like 
really went out of its way to be like, this is a real deal Sonic game. You're going to feel like Sonic the Hedgehog this whole time. So, um, like, it, it, you know, it gives you a speedy remake of the first level. Then it throws, like, a cutesy cutscene at you. And then, um, you know, you're, you're in the Sonic zone. Um, uh, sorry, that was all, uh, it, I should have recorded, no, I, you, we're good, uh, my, uh, I had a Wi-Fi issue there, I, it should all be on the thing, but it, you could probably get some, get a good idea of what I said, you know, we, we, I had an internet hiccup, my, my yeah. old camera was going, but my audio wasn't, but it was recording, so we're good, basically, nutshell, um, the game went out of its way to make you a first impression that feels like a Sonic game, because that's one of the big problems with a lot of attempts to adapt the series, is like, a bad you know, it do- it doesn't feel right. Something feels off. This game was just like, I am a Sonic game. Here's the Sonic music. Here's the Sonic action. Here's the Sonic level that you know. Here's everything. And I think it was a spectacular feeling of Sonicness to start off. Yeah, and me being <clears throat> like the outsider, I guess, out of us in the Sonic series. <clears throat> like my most of my experience is from the early, early Sonic games because, like, I had Sonic Two on Game Gear. Um. And I believe like Green Hill Zone was in Sonic Two as well, nope. right? It was in Sonic One. No, it's just, no, it's just Sonic, Sonic One. one. It was in the eight bit and sixteen bit versions. Where the hell though. did I play? You might have played a level that had a name that's similar because there's like an Emerald Hill Zone in Sonic Three or Two. That might be um, it. okay. Um, was there a Genesis version of the first Sonic? Yeah, game? yeah. Okay, that yeah. might be where I played it then because like most of my experience with Sonic games was on Genesis and my Game Gear. Yeah, <clears throat> the the very first Sonic game was the Genesis version of the first game, and then the Game Gear one was like a back yep. port that added different levels but it also had green hill zone so if you had one for the game gear or master system you would have also had green hill zone okay no i wish i had sonic one for the fucking master system <laughs> shit because i have all my master system games still dude there was unfortunately and i think we've talked about this before my my master system is the one that if i turn it on it's just got hang on on it right mm. there are certain master systems that when if you just turn them on the game in them is sonic one <laughs> And I'm like, that's so cool. But they're way expensive for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's like everybody's like, oh, you got the one with hang on? Meh. <clears throat> I, I do like too, but on. that's not the point. <laughs> I think they're like, it's not Sonic. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I, I did really enjoy uh, dropping into that the Green Hill Zone because it just felt like home with a Sonic game. I feel like they always need to start you in a level like that. Yeah. <laughs> it always makes me feel good. And then rolling into where I was like, all right, so what's next? And then it was Chemical Plant. And I was like, yeah, I fucking love that song. So good. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, Now, did we all did we all play 2D stuff first? Or did either of you jump into the 3D stuff first and foremost? Every time I did a level, I did Act 1, which is the classic Sonic yeah, the 2D version first. It just felt right. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, it made sense on most of the levels, although I think City Escape would have yeah, made more sense fair. to do the 3D one first. Because <laughs> I was like, why is this guy so bad at driving this <laughs> I truck? Did, I did. That's the, one of the only levels I did the 3D one first, was the that Smart. one. And without knowing anything, you know, I just went into it. And so that's just funny that you say that. Um, how did y'all feel about the 3D levels compared to the 2d levels because i have i have some opinions um i thought the 3d levels were done well a lot better than i've seen them done in other games like i know 
I played the wrong version of Sonic Unleashed. I know you had to play the Xbox version. That's the good one. But I didn't think that they did 3D very well in Unleashed in, on the Wii version. Um, the first time that... It, so, it, it needs to be said that 3D is different from the Adventure and Adventure 2 and even Colors era. So, this 3D is more like what you would see in Colors and Unleashed. So, like, Adventure was a completely different bag of bones there. I don't know the word I'm looking for. But so, so like this Roots. Sonic is considered Boost Sonic, and for a Boost Sonic, I felt like they did a really good job. Especially, it came out after the original Colors, and I never played Colors until the um, remaster that Remus. came out on Epic and Switch and all that. So like, other than that particular game, I thought the Boost mechanics was actually done the best in this game that I've played. Oh yeah. Um, one thing I noticed is the thing about the 3D is. Because the boost can kind of be started and stopped, like you can slow down and not be running fast in a lot of those areas, I did kind of feel like I was surprised to have more control than I thought I would and like kind of almost wish I was more on rails at a times because there were a lot of times where you could just hit the jump button because you just felt like you wanted to do an input <laughs> and that would just kill you a lot of the time, which I guess is generally true in 3D Sonic games. But like when you're on like a highway in particular, I feel like maybe don't let me jump over the edge. Maybe give me an invisible wall here. But then again, there's a lot of alternate routes and exploration involved in the game too. So having that option means maybe there is yeah. a secret over there as well. So probably better to be consistent but it didn't do so great for a first-time player i think i vastly preferred the 2d sections and the 2d sections of the classic sonic i think i liked even better or 2d sections of the modern sonic i liked even better than the 2d classic mode like when sonic when the, the when the current the modern sonic was going 2d eyes like uh especially in the last level like when you had a lot of rocket related puzzles i really enjoyed that one thing that i did <clears throat> like about the 3d section was that ability to like when you jump towards an enemy it would put that little Homing like attack thing on there and i could hit a and he would just yeah. and hit him fuck yeah that was way better so i and i agree with you that the 2d sections had, with 3d sonic were tremendous i had one little issue with that which was just i tended to have a little bit more <laughs> faith in the targeting system than i actually warranted and so i was just hitting the button when i thought i should be able to instead of when the green cursor comes up and that's a really yeah. good way to die a lot <laughs> like I had to realize, you do not hit that button until yeah, it tells Sonic you Adventure you can hit that really button. Sonic Adventure will really mess you up <laughs> if you ever get around to playing that. I'm just not good at 3D Sonic. I'm really not a good 3D That's Sonic. That's fair. I'll I, that fully. So when I first started playing the 3D stuff, <clears throat> God, sorry, I've been talking a lot today. <laughs> um, a <clears throat> the it it gave me a headache. Like I guess because it was going so fast and there was so much going on in all the different directions, I took my brain like a few plays. To actually like reg like start being okay with it so eventually it got to the point where i could run through them no fine uh, fine spoilers i'm the only one who didn't beat this game this week or at least two weeks my bad i apologize don't worry about <laughs> but, it dude. um it's cool you've been busy but i'm usually the one that that they, is so. uh i thought they implemented it well and they did it well um but i also agree with willie where it was like there were certain sections where i was like all right am i supposed to jump up there Am I supposed to jump down there? And I guess that's what they wanted to do is kind of give you that choice. But I had to slow down to figure that out. And it just felt wrong <laughs> in, a, in a Sonic game to slow down. Yeah, um, I think that's something you have to kind of learn to gauge is like, can I slow down? Is it okay? Most of the time it is. Like, you don't have to be good. Like, I know you feel like you want to. And like to get S ranks on things, sometimes you do have to go full speed. But it's okay not to go full speed all the time. <laughs> 
And the thing is, I feel like taking it slow once, like, I think if I weren't playing this game on schedule for a show and if I was just playing it for myself, I probably would have treated the levels more as big playgrounds and let myself learn them before trying to speed run them. But I kind of just wanted to see how many S ranks and stuff yeah. I could get without repeating and all of that. So a lot of times I was making split second <laughs> bad decisions just because I felt like I had to do something. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say this though. This has made me interested in playing um, Sonic Mania. Oh yeah, I think you'd because love Mania if Mania, you like okay, the 2D cool. Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the updated 2D stuff, like because some of the older Sonics, like they hold up. Like they're one of the few older games that, like, yeah. they aged. They're the same as they were when I played them back in the Sonic day. Sonic Two <laughs> like, is you know still I mean? a fantastic video game. <clears throat> but I guess maybe it's the ability to see certain things clearer as they're coming at you fast now. Yeah. It just seems to help me out a little bit, and and it, I played Mania a little bit on PlayStation Four because I actually won it in a giveaway from uh, Factory Sealed. But like I, you know, I've brought them up a lot. Shout out Tadpog, Tyler and Dave play old games. <laughs> I, I keep mentioning Factory Sealed, not giving any love to Tadpog. So shout out Tadpog. Um, but I never really delved into it, into it. You know what I mean? So I'd really like to kind of sink my teeth into that sometime. Yeah, I considered see. picking Sonic Mania for this week, but I wanted to play something I hadn't played before. <laughs> Hey, and that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, yeah. That's good first impressions. I'm glad to hear how y'all felt about it all. Um, the way the game's kind of set up is like it. there's three main levels per section and then a boss fight. So you like the first section of the game, it's Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1, Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic 2, and the Sky Skanctuary Zone from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Pause. I would love to go to somewhere called the Sky Skanctuary. <laughs> Did I say Skanctuary? <laughs> you said Skanctuary. <laughs> Sorry, Sky Sanctuary <laughs> Zone. Bro, that's a tag team name if I've ever heard. <laughs> Sky <of>. Skanctuary. <laughs> and then you have to beat those levels in once in the two D mode and once in the three D mode, and then it unlocks challenge stages for each of these stages. So originally when i was first playing it i was like oh yeah let's do all the challenge stages and i was s ranking all of them as well as the main stages it starts getting not fun to s rank the challenge stages after a while so i didn't end up doing that the whole way through because i started getting annoyed but so the general layout is you beat both you beat the levels and then you do one challenge stage from each level i think and then you can move on to the boss is that correct willie okay good yeah, you, you play each of the levels in Act 1 and Act 2, and then once you've done all three levels in Act 1 and Act 2, that's what unlocks the challenge gates. And then the challenge gates give you the keys, and also there's... Yeah. yeah that, but yeah, that's the that's the flow of it. And then there's yeah. three of these sections, basically. The classic era, the Dreamcast era, and yeah. the modern era. So the first three levels, like I said, are Green Hill, Chemical Plant, and Sky Sanctuary Zones. Yeah. Great decisions, by the way. The, they picked zones with poppin' music, with really cool designs. And I think They're they really did a great distinct. job of picking the most relevant Sonic games, too. Like, they weren't trying to shove something from Sonic CD at you in here. Like, they were like, no, we know the main games that you mm-hmm. want to see at this point. And no Sonic 4 episode. Right. Three. <laughs> and then, like, that first <laughs> episode kind of, um, I'm going to call it an episode between those three stages. That first episode climaxes in oh, fighting so. the Death Egg robot, which was the final boss from Sonic 2, which was a pretty cool which, fight scene. Yeah. Like They did some changes to it, obviously, Like, and I thought it was a pretty fun boss fight. I do not want to admit to you guys how long it took me to get that motherfucker to hit a bomb for the first time. Dude, it took me I, I, It took me <laughs> until my second life on that f- boss fight to figure out how to do it, too. I'm not going to lie to you, because that was not I part was of the like, original boss fight. <laughs> 
Like, and then once I finally started getting them to hit, I had accidentally, I guess, skipped past the thing where they tell me what to do because I like got him to punch the bomb and he's just holding his arm out and I'm trying to jump on his arm to like hit it and it's not doing anything. I'm like, what? The? It took me a while to realize, oh, you got to jump onto his arm and then run up it. Yeah. Okay. I had the opposite problem. I could get him to punch bombs super easily, but I kept accidentally having him destroy all the high ground in the area too. So uh, I couldn't get enough height to get on the hands yeah. to climb up to his head. That was also a pain in the ass. Yeah, where he, that one specific spot where if you got him to hit that bomb, it just left you with this massive gap on both yeah. sides. It's like, man. Now how do I get through him? <laughs> and then I think that my favorite section, though, was the, I'm going to call it an episode again, was the second episode, which was the Dreamcast era type time where the levels that you played through on that were Speed Highway from Sonic Adventure, City Escape from Sonic Adventure oh, yeah. 2, and then Seaside Hill Hell to cap it yeah. off from Sonic Heroes, which I like all three of those games quite a bit. And so, like, I like all the three games from the first section, too. But these three just kind of had its own attitude. And I think this is really where the 3D stuff really started taking off in a good direction. Where Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure, and Sonic Heroes was pretty good, too. I think it's one of the more underrated 3D Sonic games. But, like, dude, when you get into City Escape and you just get the Crush 40s track going in the 3D mode, it just made me so happy. Because I just love that era from Sonic. It's so good. Like. Yeah. I I will say this game, killer. Oh, yeah. As usual. Sonic. There's one thing they don't usually fuck up in the Sonic series. It's the music. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the one thing they get right. Even. Even, like, the music was a little dramatically effective. Like, it, there was some dynamic music in the game, too. Like, it's, when you were underwater in 2D sections, yeah. it would be the washed-out things, like in the old uh, Genesis games. And when you were running in the 3D mode, like, if once you hit, like, Sonic Speed through Boost or whatever, the music would kind of sound, mm-hmm. like, behind you a little bit. Like, it was weirdly, like, the low end was kind of yeah, gone. It was a really neat effect. It was one of its biggest strengths. Like, because they had that history of all those great Sonic Absolutely. tracks that people love. And then this is what they were able to do with them. Like, those effects that you were saying willie and then the sound design you had the sound sonic drowning song which everybody fears <laughs> that's what i was about to bring up is that i did drown <laughs> in, in multiple levels that had water and uh yeah it still is anxiety inducing as it always been <clears throat> yeah dude and like i got i did not drown but i got the music to the good part and i was <laughs> like no 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 I don't remember in the older games you didn't have a number that appeared above your head. I don't right? think so. did you? You did. Did you? I don't Yeah, there was a little number that appeared over your head when you I were just remember freaking the, out. The <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember too. But yeah, when I started hitting three, two, one and I drowned, I was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Thought I was better than this, but I'm yeah. not. And then they cap off that section with one of my favorite Sonic bosses of all time, which was Perfect Chaos from Sonic yeah. Adventure One. Like I loved that boss fight in Sonic Adventure 1, and then I just think they did it just as well. They translated it into a boost Sonic mode that worked really well, because you were supersonic when you fought Perfect Chaos in Sonic Adventure 1, so it's kind of more similar, but like, God, it was a good fight, and I really loved that boss fight, and just seeing Perfect Chaos in a more high-definition form in Sonic Generations. Pretty cool. Perfect Chaos was easily my favorite boss fight in this game. Dalton, did you... I didn't... Nope. I'm. I made it to. I am on, and I'll probably go back and play it some too, just because it was. I had a good time with it. But I am on um, C- Seaside Sky's, Hill because yeah. I've Hill. I've completed everything Seaside up Hill. until Seaside Hill. I'll help you not mind spoilers, Dalton. <laughs> oh no, not not in the slightest, not in the slightest. Like I I was going to beat this today, and then I got called in. Ah. So, yeah, 
the plot is threadbare like, enough that I wouldn't worry about spoilers for oh, like, plot wise. I, uh, I'd be more worried about level name guys, spoilers I'm gonna, than. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love fun, you. Fun. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this game. No, you don't need to. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just playing levels. Like I was not paying yeah, attention yeah. to cutscenes because I was like, "This is a Sonic yeah. game. Like, surely there's no deep story no, here." There's not. R- Robotnik is the bad guy, and there's a horrible entity that may be scarier than Robotnik. Yeah, there you go. That's that's your plot. A- and time is messing up, so you are against your past or with your past self, and in frozen versions of places oh, yeah. you've been before. That's the whole plot. And once you that's, beat a boss, too, you get chaos emerald. But uh, there's another part I forgot to mention too: is there's like mini boss fights in each of these little areas too. In the first area, mm-hmm. Metal Sonic, which is perfectly makes sense. It actually kind of ties in Sonic CD a little bit with the Metal Sonic fight. Yep. Um, it- <laughs> Metal Sonic was a bitch. <laughs> In the second section, it's who you expect it to be from Sonic Adventure 2. It's Shadow. If it wasn't Shadow, yeah. it would be bad. So you get to do a Shadow fight, too, which was a fun. I liked the Shadow fight a lot. Um, and then after you get through the three levels and of that second section, you get the next actual boss fight, which was Perfect Chaos, like I said. And then you get the other Chaos Emerald. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get to the, the modern episode. Then on to which, the modern episode. Oh, did I not? I don't think you said no, the levels I, I, yet. Yeah, no, yeah. you said you got so you the get modern the section. The first one is Crisis City from Sonic 06. That which I think that did. had to be the. Choice I can, I've watched a playthrough of the game before. I've never had the opportunity, unfortunately, to play it because I think I would love the jank and think it's hilarious. But, but oh yeah, I feel like that's one of those games that we should just genuinely together play through saving controllers or something um and then the next one which also one of the best tracks in the game the next one's from sonic unleashed and it's rooftop run which if you haven't heard this song before it sounds almost like fuck you by CeeLo green (laughs) (laughs) i like fuck you and a fuck or two yeah so it's like it's really good. I love that song. And then the last um, level in the game is Planet Wisp from Sonic Colors. Um, in that section, the mini boss fight is Silver the Hedgehog from Sonic 06. And then is he the one that's uh, is, is, there's a there's a meme about him using the same move yes. over and over. Is that him? Yeah. Yes, that's it. And you know what? The cool thing about this game is they even replicated a very important feature from Sonic 06, which is that the silver fight was the worst <laughs> one in the Fair. game. Fair. And that... It wasn't bad. It just... It it, it was repetitive and yeah. not very interesting. And then I didn't like the, the boss boss fight from this section either, which was the Egg Dragoon from Sonic Unleashed. No, I actually didn't enjoy the Egg Dragoon either because I felt like it was very, uh, it was ambiguous yeah. whether you were making progress yeah, in the 3D part especially. Yeah, it had to kill the thing in sections, but you weren't sure you were doing it right when you were doing it. At least that's how I felt. Um, so out of those nine main stages, and then there's a final boss fight after you beat the Egg Dragoon, which is the Time Eater, which is the big entity that was scarier than Robotnik, where you actually just kind of find out it's Robotnik controlling it too. So... <laughs> Of course. But it's not just it's not just one robot, and that's the whole plot. It. By the way, we've, we've it's two Robotniks controlling it. It's past Robotnik and future Robotnik, and they have some really fun interactions with each other. I really Doc- liked that. Yeah, Doctor Eggman figured out that the only person that would be smart enough to help him figure out was his past self, Doctor Robotnik. So they get together, and yeah, it's great. I want to make a comment before we move further. There are ten levels in this game, and we have not talked about my favorite level yet. What was that? My favorite level 
was Casino Night, oh. which was the little Sonic pinball thing. Oh. I played probably an Did hour really? and a half of my gameplay <laughs> is playing Sonic pinball. I loved yeah. that. I was like, dude, I like pinball. I don't know what it is. I've, I don't know if I've ever played a pinball machine, <laughs> but ever since I've had a computer and had Space Pinball or Space Cadet Pinball, whatever it was called, I have loved pinball video That's games. That's funny. Except, uh, oh, what was that fucking game we played? Yoku's Island oh, Express yeah. or whatever. That, was, that didn't work. That I like, uh, you know, they yeah. tried. But like a good pinball game. So I really enjoyed that Sonic pinball thing. Like put a lot of time. I didn't spend cool. a lot of time there, honestly. Like I was glad I they put it in. I think it was actually considered DLC. So I don't know if that just came out later with the game or something. I'm not sure how the DLC for this game worked back in the day. Because both version I bought came with it. But yeah, it was it was interesting, but I didn't spend a lot of time there. I feel like I goofed because like I really I played it one time and I really had a great game, had a lot of fun with it, and then I completely forgot it was there until you. Now I only the tried it now. in two D Sonic mode. Was there a difference between two D and three D Sonic in? Not that not that I noticed. Okay. I it, I don't think it really gave me a chance to switch. This is kind of like when you clicked on it, it just took you into pinball. Okay. Yeah, no, I I tried it. I went into three D Sonic mode and hit the button, and it had the same uh, high okay. score. So I'm cool, like, cool, yeah, cool. this is the same machine. Cool, 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 cool. So, out of the levels, like, Willie, did you have one that kind of stood out to you as your favorite and maybe your least favorite? Uh, let me pull up the level list again. Um, okay, got it. Um, let's see. I mean, uh, I will say that I, in, while I was just saying that I liked a lot of the 2D sections in Planet Wisp, Planet Wisp didn't need to be like 20 minutes long on your first playthrough. <laughs> Like, it is just an incredibly long level. It's not a bad level. It's a pretty fun level. But even the challenge where you're racing to finish five minutes of it against the one feels like it takes 20 minutes. Yeah. Nate's over there just nodding. He, he isn't saying anything. Planet He's Wisp nodding. Is the I decided not to try to 100% this game with the S ranks in the challenge stages. Wow. Fair mm. enough. Um, um, as far as a favorite level goes, I think. Um, I'll be honest, I, I like Sky Sanctuary so much that it made me, in retrospect, even like that one level <laughs> with Sonic Frontiers that I had a lot of trouble with in the past, because it was like, oh yeah, I like skies and yeah. big bright buildings and stuff. This is nice. Yeah, I'm going to agree with least favorite is Planet Wisp. Like, that one ended up driving my enjoyment down a little bit of this game, to be perfectly honest. I didn't like the translation from Sonic Colors to what they did there, because they only really used two of the Wisps. Mm. One in the 2D mode and one in the 3D mode, I believe, was how they did it. The 2D mode, you got to use the um, the Spike one, which was Spike, one of my favorite Wisps pink. in Sonic's Colors, so I was cool with that being one. But then in 3D mode, it was the Rocket, which I just think is was really lame. I didn't Unfortunately, they didn't do much with it other than use it as a mode of transport. Yeah, so I, I didn't love how they translated Sonic Colors because, like, I've played that for the first time pretty recently. Like, the Sonic Colors Ultimate on Epic is where I had that, which just came out on PC, on PC, on um, Steam just recently, too. It was an Epic exclusive. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't really happy with the way that went. My favorite was probably City Escape. I think they really took that from Sonic Adventure and translated mm. it perfectly into Boost Sonic. And the way they did the um, uh, kind of snowboard down the city scenes, I thought that was really cleverly implemented, and I really enjoyed the way that played. Yeah, I like that too. And I wanted to also give a shout out to uh, Crisis City for like the fact that they made this level make sense because the original level was a weird slog, and they made it really cool. Yeah, Crisis and City in this game fun. made Sonic 06 look good, so they did a really good job with Crisis City because it was a lot of fun in this game in both <laughs> 3D and 2D modes. 
Yeah. And by the way, if you if you haven't played this game and you've played other Sonic games and you're wondering what the gameplay feels most like, when I was watching the end credits, I couldn't help but think that the Sonic Unleashed 3D gameplay was definitely what it looked closest to. Like with yeah, some lessons taken. I would agree with that. I think it well. took that without the Werehog sections. <laughs> yeah. And it also had Colors' ability to switch to 2D sections and make it make sense. What about you, Dalton? So I know you haven't. Oh, no, no. Like, I thought I that there were some finished oh, yet, but did you have a couple that jump out to you as favorite and least favorite? Well, I can tell you for sure uh, a couple things. One, uh, is I loved Sky Sanctuary. I did. That, that level's fucking fantastic. Um, also made me realize I'm not sure I've ever played Sonic and Knuckles. Because <laughs> that level did not ring a oh, bell wow. with me at all. <clears throat> but It's a pretty late game level in Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles. Like If you played yeah. 3 and Knuckles, it's almost the last level. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I just didn't get far enough then in those games. Because I know I've played... Because Sonic 3 and... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the lock-on cart uh, thing. Where you it's Sonic together. Three and Knuckles and yeah. is pretty long. If you play the whole way through, it's like the longest of okay, the yeah. Sonic games. I think it's fourteen I've total zones. It, so yeah, I would have probably never even seen Sky Shanks. Sky Shanks. <laughs> um, least favorite. Oh man, it was probably I think it was the three D section of Speed Highway. Okay, if I remember right. Mm. Um, yeah. No, which was the one? Where you were having to like go through the windows. It was the first one where they introduced that boost mechanic with the Y, like hitting Y. Um, <clears throat> shit, was that? Yeah, I think that might have been. Might have, okay, so yeah, then that one. Just it, there was just something about that one that like it was like they were throwing too much at me at yeah. once, and I just uh, it didn't flow well. The the 2D version of it was all right. Cool, cool. But just the 3D version just didn't didn't vibe with me. Word. I thought this is a weird thing, but for some reason, I guess because it was so cityish, the 2D version of City Escape felt almost less like a classic Sonic level to me, and more like I was playing something like <laughs> Disney's Aladdin or something. Quickly though, uh, and Nate, I don't know if you were going to get to this or not. If so, then I apologize for stepping on your toes. But like, I want to run through that the 3DS had different fucking levels. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. <clears throat> now, is there a difference between Green Hill and Green Hill Zone? Probably not. No. No. Okay. Um, but. 3DS started with uh, Green Hill Zone, Sonic 1, Casino Night from Sonic 2, which is, that's the pinball, yeah. right? But it was an actual level in Sonic <clears throat> 2, so they probably just made it the pinball for the DLC and Sonic Generations for the consoles and PC, but here they probably just used like the more of the traditional level. Okay, that makes sense. Um, then they had Mushroom Hill from Sonic and Knuckles, um, Emerald Coast from Sonic Adventure, uh, Radical Highway from Sonic Adventure 2, Water Palace from Sonic Rush, and Tropical Resort from Sonic Colors. Now, I have a couple things to say real quick. One, I'd be interested to see, because the adventure games were the the ones that you were just recently playing, right? That are like the going around, doing quests. Yeah, ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I was just, I was intrigued that they had levels like that. But I have never even heard of Sonic Rush. What the fuck is that? I've never played Sonic Rush. It's not one that I'm super familiar <laughs> with either. I think that was... For the DS, and not one that I ever really got into. Okay, I was just curious. I'm like, Sonic Rush? What is that? That sounds like the name of a fighting game (laughs) that no one's ever heard of. There is a Sonic (laughs) fighting game. It's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Of course there is. Yeah, um, but yeah. Sonic. Yeah, it's called Sonic Sonic Fighter Z. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic Fighter Z. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's... Sonic Generations, honestly, I mean, like, back and forth, I think it speaks for itself. I think it does a good job of making callbacks to the games that it's 
preceded by and just a loving tribute to him. I think that's what it set out to do, and I think it successfully did it. Do you guys have much more thoughts on it, or do you want to hop into ratings? Uh, yeah, I've got one comment. Um, so Dalton said that he didn't beat the game. I beat the game, but I did literally the bare minimum. I got one challenge gate for each level and all the Chaos Emeralds and then played the final boss. Like, I didn't do, like, 20... There's, like, 30... I think there's 30 total... Uh, hold on. There's five challenge gates. Yeah, five challenge gates per level, and then there's the 2D and 3D version of each challenge gate. So there's 15 per segment, so 45 total with a total of 90 actual challenges. 90, right. 90 actual challenges. Okay. So here's the thing. There's not a medium goal for me to bridge between beat the main stages and finish the game and do all the challenges. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go if I'm not wanting to 100% it, but I want to keep playing the game, you know? It feels like I'd be really scattershot and without a goal for a while. And I think that's one major issue is while the 100% completionist of this game seems like it'd be a really long and, you know, great, uh, you know, like 30, 40 hour game, there's... A big gap between that yeah. and minimal completion, where it's like, I've basically beaten the yeah. game at 12% complete. <laughs> I, I was, dude, I was surprised. So I put six hours into this game total, and I didn't beat it. Mm. And when I went, when I saw you post that you had rolled credits last night, and I looked and you had played it for like four hours, I was like, holy shit! Yeah. <clears throat> Am I really this bad at Sonic? <laughs> yeah, I just... <clears throat> Whereas I did do I all did the missions, all and I put about 13 <laughs> I was going for hours into it, but I didn't like S rank everything. I didn't go for the red star rings or anything like that. I guess Red Star Rings. That's what I was going to suggest to you, really, actually. Was, keep yeah, go for the Red yeah. Star. Yeah. Um, and, and the regular yeah. Red Star Rings, I feel like, is a good way to go if you just like, wanted to do more of exploring the maps and seeing everything there is on each of the individual levels, for sure. And it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Ratings? Ratings. All right. Who's up? I'll go first since I can just kind of give a va- my vague of. So, what I've played so far. I really enjoyed the 2D stuff. 3D stuff was hit and miss. Um, I think it could have been worse. Probably could have also been better in some places. Um, but also, like, Sonic has never been, like, like I'm not super into it like Nate. Let's put it that way. Um, but I do enjoy the games. I'm going to give this, like, a seven. Seven, seven and a half. It, or it deserves the half because the good t- the good casino, <laughs> uh, the, the pinball. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'll go ahead with you go first. Um, okay, um... I'm going to say I had a lot of fun playing it. The I think there's a good amount of content, even though I haven't 100% completed it, but that you will see everything pretty quickly also. And I think in the end, it, this game was for the 20th anniversary of uh, Sonic, and it does have that a very big anniversary game feel in, in a way that kind of limits it in a way that, say, Mario Odyssey doesn't feel limited as a celebration of the series. Uh, it feels like it is definitely shouting out the series but not adding a whole bunch of it by itself it's just trying to perfect the formula and i feel like that is a noble goal and it did a great job of let's just make a sonic game that isn't terrible which was pretty much where they should have been going for quite a while so uh, in the end no, i no, think, no, keep going i was up? gonna say i was gonna pop something in before nate goes so go ahead okay um just uh i think it's Ultimately, it limits it to where I'd say I had a lot of fun with it. I'm probably going to go back into it and play it more. But it's going to be really hard for me to justify giving it higher than an 8 out of 10 for just being a really good execution and really good game, but like ultimately low stakes. 
all I wanted to throw in was you mentioned Mario Odyssey and like the way that they did their thing. Dude, that final level in Mario Odyssey when you're going through and it's just like that celebration of Mario. Yeah. Chef's kiss. That's all. <laughs> just tremendous. Yeah. And I'm kind of landing on pretty much exactly where Willie's saying too. Is I think, it, like I said, it's a faithful um, celebration of what Sonic has been. and But it didn't really show a lot of where they wanted Sonic to go. Because I think that is something that they still were mm. pretty unsure of. I think that Sonic Frontiers has a lot of potential to give us a lot more of what Sonic can be. So I'm excited to see where Sonic goes. But this didn't give us really any kind of hint what they wanted to do next with the series. It was just, this is what we've done. We are good. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I thought it was good for what it was. But I thought it was kind of just, like, empty-ish in the end. I didn't think it, like, really set any stakes. Didn't really have any... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It didn't really have any stakes to it. So, like, it was good. It was fun. But it wasn't taking any risks at all. It was just giving you the best it could with what it had done before. And for me, I think this lands at a seven and a half goalposts out of Robotnik's. All right. Damn, I didn't think about doing that. God damn. Um, do you think that this almost... Yeah, hold on. I'll do one then. Seven and a half <laughs> flickies out of ten Chaos Emeralds. Seven and a half. Or eight, I mean, eight. I said eight. Knuckles Sorry. Out of, <laughs> um, <laughs> out of ten chuckles, you fool. Do you think that this game kind of played like, <clears throat> so say you, you have a TV show that you really enjoy, and they put out banger episodes. Now, this is more anime than most normal TV shows, but like, and then all of a sudden you get hit with like a clip show or something, or, you know, where it's just like, they just give you scenes from stuff that you've already seen. Whereas it's like, okay, so this might be I, good, and they're all the best scenes, and they're bangers, but it's not giving you anything new. I think that's exactly what this is for me. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it felt so much like a clip show or a greatest hits album. To me, it almost felt more like you're playing around. This is going to be a terrible metaphor, because it's literally something that happens in the series. But it felt like you were playing around in a Sonic-themed <laughs> yeah. park. I think that's fair. Yeah. I get that. So, before we move on to fan questions. Do, oh, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. Do we want to hear the next host pick now or after fan questions? After questions. All right. Well, let's do it. All right. Okay, so yeah. We have a slew of questions that came in from our faithful listeners. I might pepper these around a little bit because I don't want to front load it with all of Team Retro's questions because he, he kind of <laughs> machine gunned them out to us as quickly as possible. So we're going to start with the first one from Team Retro, and that is Castlevania 2. Tell us how you really feel. Dalton, what's your opinion on Castlevania 2? I've never played it. All right. Well, for me, Castlevania 2, <laughs> I felt like it was an overly ambitious game that kind of foreshadowed a lot of what Castlevania would do in the future, but did it poorly. I think that it was trying to be the original Metroidvania-style Castlevania game, and it just didn't have the technology to know how to do that, which is kind of funny to say because I think it came out after Metroid, but Metroid did it a lot better than Castlevania 2 tried to. But I just think Castlevania lacked a lot of the fun that the Castlevania 1 and 3 had. Um, and it was just a confusing mess, and I don't even think that a good translation would have fixed that in a lot of regards. Willie? Do you, oh, yeah. Don't. Oh, no. I was just going to say, do you think that that seemed to be an issue in that generation, like the second game in a series, I guess, because everything was still pretty much new. Because you think about it, like, uh, <clears throat> people didn't necessarily like Mario 2 as much as they like Mario 1. That's a bad example because that was a different game skin, but like, uh, Z Z Zelda 2. I feel like Zelda yeah, 2 is the more direct comparison. Yeah, that was my next was going next with yeah. Zelda 2. 
Um, and then I've heard, didn't didn't people complain about Contra too as well, or was Contra just good? Yeah, I, I do think Contra there was. There's always been a the, the two in any series is generally has a problem. Like there's the whole thing, like the sophomore slump when you're writing a music album, like that the second album's never as good as the first one. I feel like video games hit that too. I feel like the second season of TV shows hit that as well a lot of times. So I think it's just, you gotta, you hit, the first one was a banger. So you're trying to figure out how to build upon that for the second one. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't hit the way that the audience wants it to. But Willie, tell us how you really like, feel about Castlevania too. I mean, I think a lot of the things that the game was experimenting at, like the nonlinearity and all of that, would go on to create some of the better games in the series. But I don't think they did enough to distinguish the areas to make exploration feel good, to make the puzzles make sense, to make uh, the progression obvious. Uh, I think that that entire generation of exploration games kind of mm-hmm. loses out on just not having a mini-map built in. Um I also think that Bloody Tears, the only reason Bloody Tears isn't considered the best Castlevania song by everyone ever is just because there are at least five <laughs> best Castlevania man. songs of all yeah. time. I agree. Because, like, what are you supposed to do if someone asks you, do you like Bloody Tears better than Vampire Killer or Aquarius or The Clock Tower from Symphony of the Night Simon or Theme of Simon Belmont? <laughs> All right, let's pop around a little bit. This next question comes into us from Adam. So, two games that share the same world or universe that you think is cool. For him, it's God Eater and Code Vein. So, the first one that jumped out to me was um, Half-Life and Portal. I think that's a really cool connection with the Black Mesa even having GLaDOS singing about it in the theme song at the end. Hey, maybe Black Mesa. So I really like that connection. Haha, uh-huh. fat chance. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I, that blew my mind. I did not realize that God Eater and Code Vein are in the same, uh, in the same vein. Hey. No pun intended. Pun intended. <clears throat> P- hey. Pun intended. <laughs> um, I I've always thought it's interesting that Metal Gear and Zone of the Enders are technic like are in the same universe. Nice. Just huh. I don't know how, but apparently <laughs> they are. Like that's cool. Uh, and I mean Kingdom Hearts. Combining Disney and Final Fantasy is also super yeah, that's chill, neat. in my opinion. <clears throat> I guess that's not two different games, though. I've always, is Willie going to say Wolfenstein and Doom? I was going to say Wolfenstein and Commander Keen, but Doom also <laughs> nice. is probably part of the same series. It just depends on how much of the excess material does he take as canon, because a lot of the original devs seem to think that that's true, and both uh, Spear of Destiny with the Hell episode and uh, uh, the Doom RPG both basically claim that to be straight up true that you're a descent a direct descendant of the uh of both of them that i think classic uh bj blaskovitz is the grandfather of billy blaze and then billy blaze is the grandfather of the doom guy so there was one other one that just rang a bell in my head and i'm trying to remember the name of the game because it was on ps4 i think it was supposed to be like the spiritual successor to mag which was on ps3 that i've talked about before um which mag was massive ass massive ass game or massive action game depending on who you asked but the game i think it was called dusk 2043 or dust 2043 or something like that anyway it was a oh, first person shooter that one ties into the eve online universe. The, it was a first person shooter that tied in and people who were playing eve online and this was all supposedly i don't know if this actually worked in theory or not people in eve online when they would put out things that they wanted their their armies and stuff to do on the battlefields 
those fucking orders because Eve Online takes itself so goddamn seriously would go to players yeah. downplaying Dust whatever or Dust uh, twenty forty three whatever the fuck it was called and it was Dust yeah. number 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 I don't know <laughs> but, exactly what four K three sounds right but he it uh they would give you like what so that would be your missions in the game when you're playing like if you won you would earn that faction in Eve Online a win and things like that like it was just fucking wild nice. Whether that all actually worked like that, I do not know. <laughs> but that was what it was supposed to be, so I always thought that was cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool concept. I've always liked the wanted the idea of like a game that changed genre as you ranked up, like that started off as an FPS, but if you leveled up, it would become an RTS for you because you would become like a general. Yeah, that that would be super cool. I'm imagining like a crazy multi, uh, like massively multiplayer game here that there probably still isn't the technology for. Sweet. That'll be when we're on 12K okay. screens. All right, moving on. The next one comes from Team Retro. Super Mario 64, tell us how you really feel. It's all right. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it was a massively important game that really pushed what 3D platformers were going to look like in the future moving forward for a very long time. I don't think it holds up as a super fun game to play now. I recently, uh, recently is, I guess, is a relative concept, streamed playing through the entire game, 70 stars, and... I had a good and bad time playing that game. <laughs> I enjoyed watching you play I'll tell you, that, but like, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. That is not a game to play on the Nintendo Switch online on a big screen TV because between all the lag you get introduced wirelessly and then all the lag you get introduced through the emulation and all the lag you get introduced to the HD TV, mm. the game does not play. You feel like you're waiting a quarter second for each of your commands to go through. And that's death on the little tight, tight rope like yeah. walk sections that are in that game so often. Yeah, for sure. The camera. Uh, I wish the camera behaved. That was always my biggest issue. Even back in the day, I was like, God. It's better than anything that came before, but it doesn't mean it was good. Donkey Kong 64 came after it and did it better and was a worse game. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd rather play Donkey Kong 64 than Mario 64 hot take. Um, Next quote. Well, I was going to say, but again, like the kids up the street had a 64. I had a PlayStation. So, like, I was used to 3D platforms. You played Jumping no, Flash? No, actually, I didn't. Ha- I rented Jumping Flash. But I was playing stuff like uh, Jersey Devil, um, which was a 3D platformer. Uh, I believe, like, to- you know, Tomb Raider. At least Crash, Crash Bandicoot yeah. had Crash Bandicoot had the sense to leave the camera in North Ogden yeah, and yeah. go to Crash's ass most of the time. Most of the time. Unless you were running from boulders, <laughs> then you were looking at his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or later games when you're running from a giant polar, be- yeah. polar bear. All right, our next one. This one is from Adam. <laughs> Have you ever watched a playthrough video on YouTube or a stream of a game rather than playing it yourself? Absolutely, I have. Adam, Adam, Adam. they've done this instead of playing. Do you the even listen to the show? Yes. Do you remember um, Plague Tale Innocence? <laughs> Neither one of us yeah, wanted yeah, to play that game play after we played it for like two hours, so we just watched it. <laughs> And watching it, fantastic story. <laughs> but God, yeah, just neither of us could get on with the gameplays. So we yeah. were like, "Fuck it." Let's, and I remember sending you that, and you watched. You're like, oh, "This is way better." Just watching it, I'm like, All "Right." <laughs> one of the games I think is the coolest game I've ever. One of the coolest games I've ever seen is Deadly Premonition, and the reason is because I didn't have to play it myself. I watched Super Great Friends playthrough of it. Highly recommend you just watch him play it. He's a really understated LPR that's still funny as hell. And uh, the game, he lets the game's weirdness shine through it a really cool way. Like, don't don't even learn anything about the game; just kind of watch it. Oh yeah! All right. What's his name again? One more time. 
super great friend, and the game super was Deadly friend, Premonition. Okay. I'll have to cool, check cool. that out. All right. That's the next one. Oh. <laughs> it's the next one comes in from our buddy Team Retro. Check him out on YouTube as well. Uh, what do you feel is the most memeable games of of memeable game of all the ones you've played on the podcast? And I think we'd be kind of lying if we didn't say it was Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> Nanobot Son! <laughs> Nanobot Son. Could be Portal. Could be Portal. Cake is a lie, after all. Um, I didn't say they had to be good memes. If they have to be good <laughs> memes, it's probably Metal Gear Rising. What do you think, D-Money? I mean, <clears throat> I, we can make a Steam Machine meme itself out of what's been happening with graveyard keeper so like that comes to my mind is like the things that like i'm surprised people don't meme that game more with like the fucking donkey mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's just like the things that happen in that game are ridiculous um so i'd put that up. i definitely also yeah metal gear rising up there for yeah. sure um and ff7 is yeah not a for sure as well. lots of memes in that all right um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think. It's on the pre y'all's area, the era. If there was anything, Snake Pass. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I was, I was going to say Far Cry Four. There's some definite moments in that that you could like Honey Badgers fucking people. Like, like Borderlands <laughs> and any any Elden Ring games as well. And, and Borderlands yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, next one yeah. comes in from Kana. Sonic is known for liking chili dogs. What food would you be known? to eat if you were a hedgehog it, this might be a generic answer it might be more teenage mutant ninja turtle but it is pizza for me like oh, give me a slice of hawaiian pizza i'm good to go baby oh i hope we're all going like junk food because yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say taco bell i would be an absolute shoal too i would be like They'd the mascot of taco bell. Named after you <laughs> hells yes and wired <laughs> willy i would i would be cheeseburgers Good choices all around. That's, That's like the holy tr- trinity, I feel like, of bad, unhealthy food. Pizza, burgers, and tacos. Yeah. Very good handheld, very good handheld food. <laughs> That's my yeah. holy trinity. I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Our next one is from Team Retro. What convention would all of you meet up for and have the most fun at? WrestleCon. I think, honestly, for the three of us, if it was just, like, the hosts, I think a wrestling convention would be a hell of a lot of fun, especially if there were some of the old names there signing autographs and stuff. I'd have a great time meeting, like, Kevin Nash or something, you know? Hell yeah. I think wrestling's a good answer Um, for all three of us. Yeah, and I think if we were trying to get, like, the the listeners and everybody together, obviously, a gaming one would be more make more sense but yeah if it was just like us and we could even include jeremy would have a blast with yeah. us too we want to lump in yab's pot but that just go to a wrestling yeah. con. i'm now <laughs> like wrestlecade <laughs> yeah some kind of wrestlemania yeah. weekend type thing go to an indie show go to the actual yeah, big be, car one of my one of my goals i would love to go to a hall of fame the the even though i know they can mm. be long as fuck i don't care i want to sit there and listen to those dudes tell their <laughs> stories you know all right yeah I think I would go with, I mean, we've already done, like, with uh, Tadpog, we've been to the Louisville Arcade Expo a few times. That's a lot of fun. So I would, like, out if, yeah. if anyone wants to come for that, you know? Hell yeah. Oh, I'll come for yeah. you. <laughs> this next hey. one's from Jeff. Have you guys continued playing Descent Free Space? No. No. I started playing Free Space 2 just because I wanted to play some mods, but then I started having to play something else and I didn't get back to it. Oh, it's because I wanted to find my nice. flight stick and I did find my flight stick. I Actually, I'm looking oh, at yeah. it right now, oh, yeah. so I will start Sweet. on Free Space 2 again soon. 
That was one of the things I was looking for last time I did a big deep clean, and it, it did turn up. I haven't checked it to see if it works yet, though. But at least it is USB. For a moment, I was worried it was one of those super old oh, ones God, that only plugs yeah. into one of those like printer ports from the old <laughs> Right. This next one is from Team Retro. What was your ultimate favorite level in Sonic Generation, and why is it City Escape? Because Crush 40, that's why. <laughs> City Escape's 2D level, I mean, it was so it was so different from the other 2D levels, it really stood out to me. I loved just dodging the truck. Like, the fact that they managed to make dodge the truck into something yeah. that made sense in 2D was kind of crazy. Uh, that's Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, running away from the truck scene. So it is City Escape, it, theme retro. Mikhailov, yeah. you, you nailed it. <laughs> just, just you know, it, it tweaked that, that, that Crash Bandicoot, in me, that lover in me, of running from the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next one is from Jeff. Did you? You know, actually, maybe that's why I didn't like the silver fight so much because it came closely after running from the truck yeah. in City Escape, and it just wasn't as good. Yeah. All right, next one from Jeff. Did you guys watch the Sonic '90s cartoons? Jaleel White, hell yeah, I watched that when that was on. It was good stuff. I don't remember much of it now, but I remember watching the hell out of it when it was on. I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I watched it back in the day. It was too cool. Way past cool. That was a terrible Jaleel White. Just, I did a pretty good one at the start of the episode. Here, Dalton, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, when you said, yeah, it's too cool, my brain just went, you look fly today. Do, 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 do. And the last one is from Adam, and it is, what did you guys think of the Sonic triplets? I had to Google that one, and I'm still not sure. Is that like from the IDW comics? I'm really still not sure what that was from, so I have no opinion on that one, actually, Adam. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I mean, they look like they exist. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't really know much about it. Sorry. Sonic Underground. That's a band. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah. Since they, the Sonic Youth and the Velvet Under uh, Velvet yeah, the main protagonist of Sonic band, Underground. Right? <laughs> what is Sonic Underground? Yeah, Sonic, Sonya, and Man. There's an animated television series that follows Sonic the Hedgehog and his siblings, the pink-hued sister Sonya, and the green-hued brother, Manic. Yeah, I was never familiar with this. I never caught Sonic Underground, so... Manic the Hedgehog is the most OC-looking OC OC I've ever seen. Yeah, I... For anyone who's not looking, he's Sonic with ten times as many spikes, and he's got a cool vest, a medallion, and he's holding a pair of drumsticks. And he's got spike and he's green. Yes, that's important. Bruce Banz on. And oh, what do I think of the Sonic triplets? Seem pretty cool. I dig it. Yeah, they look cool. <laughs> All right, I and that's, that I'd start a that is the them. questions for the week, fellas. So I guess all we have left to do now is find out what the next game is and clean up shop. <laughs> Sonya the Hedgehog basically <laughs> dresses as Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. All right then. All right. So, do we want? Hold on. Oh yeah. Hold on. Nate, do you want to guess? Because I, I have I have no clue what's coming. Willie can pull some of those random stuff out of the pocket. I don't right. know. A game that I own. The, the only hint I've given to them before the podcast was that Dalton owns it, and I already have it. Nathan doesn't have it yet, and it's not a $60 game right now. It's at least half off or whatever. <sighs> uh, Willie has okay. 184 so. games in his library. <laughs> Don't just go looking through the library. I really don't. I could see it being something like Crimson I, Clover, though. I don't have that. Hmm. What I what I do have uh, through the Microsoft Store is something that Willie was playing earlier that I don't think that hmm, you have. Okay. Made. 
I know that's not it. That isn't it. But I almost want to change my answer to that. Oh, no. Well, okay. No. Well, no. Go with your original. Go with your original. But, um. Oh, I'm really, th- I'm really, th- I know what you're saying now. That, that, that hits all the does, clues I right? just gave. Yeah. My guess is Minecraft. Uh, it's, that's, uh. Yeah. That, I see where you're going with that. I am really tempted to say Minecraft, but I had an idea and I'm just going to stick with it. Um, it is currently available in a compilation of games only, but it's a two-game compilation. We're just going to play one of them. Uh, from the Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX collection, next oh, game yeah. is Monster Rancher 2. Fuck one. yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. I'm Let's very happy go. about that. I got a little scared when Monster Rancher came up on the episode. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> you literally mentioned it when we were talking about DQM oh, earlier. Yeah, I'm so down with that. <laughs> yeah, that's badass. And I really enjoy it, and I think you guys are going to think it's cool, how they implemented like where you can't do CDs anymore, but there's still a way to do that, mm. and it's a blast. Although, I'll tell you, it's, it's heartbreaking when you look up a song and it tells you, you are not strong enough <laughs> to handle this monster yet, and it's like, damn it. Oh, yeah. Okay, write that down. Coming back later. All right. I just bought it. But hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Monster Rancher nice. 2. I am super down for that. Good fucking oh, yeah. choice. And then after after that, I'll be near. And then, mm. oh, quickly, before we go, boys. Have you looked at the poll? Yeah, I feel like somebody did some campaigning because I see somebody change their vote to your game from their game that had no votes. <laughs> vote their vote. <laughs> oh, I did not. So what I said on Yabspod was, or did I, I don't even know if I said it on the show, but I was like, the games are tied at the moment. Yakuza Kiwami 2 and, and Kingdom Hearts are tied. I was like, if they win and it's a tie, let's split the difference. And just, we're, I said, I, I just want to tell them let's split the difference and play House Flipper because I think you would even make yeah. that joke. <laughs> and uh, no. I didn't even say this to look at the last time I looked at this poll, Yakuza Kiwami was winning. Or Yakuza Kiwami 2. And now Kingdom Hearts is ahead again. And I, Whoa. I don't know. I'm baffled because this was not, I was about to come in here and say, like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna be happy because Yakuza Kiwami 2 is winning, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll, we'll never know. What happens? It can always change. Good. Anyways. But that also means that it's definitely valuable for if you're listening to the show and want to determine what game we play next, that is definitely the next big choice. So come on by the Ebspod Discord sometimes. We'd love to have you. I mean, yeah. they're, they're here too. It's the Sea Machine Productions we're, Discord. Yeah, we're here really. too. We're, we're, in our, we're in our little corner tuck, tucked away for only the adults to see. Oh, speaking of which, Dalton, why don't you... <laughs> yeah, there, you have to go behind the curtain yeah. to, get, uh, to get to why the Ebspod section. throw down the house cleaning. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting that pulled up. All right. So for the house cleaning, if you would be ever so kind as to go leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. But, you know, if not, you can give us a five-star review and then tell us how much we suck at iTunes and on Spotify. If you would just give us a thumbs up, that'd be sweet. Uh, If you would like to join the Discord, which is really the most important thing these days, uh, I don't even plug Facebook and Twitter anymore. Bit.ly slash TSMP Discord, all capital letters, will get you a link in. And you can come join us. Come hang out, man. It's growing. And it, it warms my heart every time I go to send an at everyone. It's like, hey, you're about to send this to 70 plus people. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <clears throat> now, that being said, not all 70 of them talk. 
but that's that's okay. We enjoy your company regardless. Um, and if you would like to check out the website, which is very behind, I shouldn't even plug it, but I'm going to anyway. Bit.ly slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Um, if you would like to donate to the show and help support the show and uh, and help your boy out, really, because they've been cutting hours at work, um, Patreon.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast with an extra shout out to these people who pay $10 or more each and every single month. Nate Sir Cogsworth, the seventh of Juniper, Jeff, the original expendable, Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube himself, Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, James, the Steam Machine, Hall Monitor Hall, Team Retrogue, go check him out on YouTube, and Mr. Puzzles, Dane. Uh, if you would like to get a shirt, tsmpproductions.threadless.com, you can get shirts for Steam Machine, you can get a shirt for Yavs Pod, um, it, it's all there. Uh, show music if you like my music at the beginning and end of each and every episode nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com <clears throat> and again please leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts boys is there anything else that you would like to talk about anything any final thoughts anything you want to plug alrighty then well then that about does it for this week's episode of the Steam Machine Podcast we will be back and see you all in two weeks with some Monster Rancher 2 so for the Destructo Boat Destructo bows and bros, both of them. My name is Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy.